This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. I can't decide when it comes to baseball broadcasting, though, Mm -hmm. if I like the really over-the-top guys or the broadcasters that are just so smooth and calming. And Mm -hmm. it's almost like it's not putting you to sleep but it's really relaxing. Like yeah. Ben Scully is a perfect example of providing great information while also like providing a very relaxing tone because nothing says summer to me like listening to baseball games on the radio. I know most people say, well, aren't you watching them? Uh, not all of them. Sometimes yeah. they're doing stuff. And I love listening to baseball on the radio. I think it is a sport that plays itself pretty well to radio. Like not all sports are equipped as well i think is the word that i'm looking for yeah to radio like basketball is really tough because it moves so fast same with hockey you also have to know the names of the players to know what's going on but baseball is so slow that it provides like moments of where the broadcaster can breathe there is some uh, pauses in the broadcast and they also mm-hmm. can have some stories so do you like the guys that are like over the top energetic there are some of those and they are very good or do you like the more relaxing people Honestly, what what matters to me more than anything is if I feel like I'm getting someone who is who they are. Like authenticity means everything Mm -hmm. to me. Because when you're talking about human personalities or people who are sportscasters, whether they're doing play-by-play or color commentary, and sometimes they're just, there are people who are naturally likable. Like Gus Johnson I love, right? Gus is great. And he's super excitable. But you get the feeling that's who he is. Like that's he's always been that way. He's not putting on a show. When I watch other people on TV and I see them going over the top, I'm like, ugh, this is such a show. This is clearly being overdone because you feel like you should act a certain way or you're trying to draw eyeballs or ears to what you're saying. And that doesn't appeal to me at all. I'm looking for likability and someone who I feel like is just being who they are. And I feel like that comes out pretty quickly. Yeah, the person that comes to mind for me is RG3. I thought at first that he was very over the top, but then you kind of see that that's his actual personality. Mm-hmm. Did you cover him with the, sure the, the Redskins when he was there? I did. RG3 is, he is... He's very good at broadcasting. He's much better than I thought he would be. But he was a difficult cover in D.C., and there's a lot of mixed feelings about him here. And I think it's Hmm. because the one thing that he's not necessarily beloved in a lot of of ways. And, And one reason is, A, he wanted to write a book about his time in Washington, 
when he left, and a lot of former players had a real issue with that. Like, come on, man. You come here, and now you're going to give the inside dirt on the locker room. The thing that was hard for me about RG3, and I think for a lot of fans, is that he was like this walking cliche. Like, you never knew exactly who you were talking to because when he spoke, it seemed so curated. Like, I don't know if you remember this. There was, he, he had suffered an injury, and then the next year, it's, I'm all in for week one. You know, I'm all in for week one. And it became the slogan that he wore. It's like you're a walking advertisement. I want you to talk to me like a person. Talk to me like a human. You know, you, mm-hmm. you just, you're, you, you seem like you're, you're someone who is saying what you think you should say. Or you have an end game here as opposed to just telling me how it is. And so it never seemed quite genuine enough. And, of course, if you're winning, you'll put up with that. A good comparison is perhaps Russell Wilson in that, yeah. look, when you're winning, winning cures all, right? You're like, oh, he's kind of corny, but he wins. He's a Super Bowl champion. And now when you're not winning, it's, you know... When I listen to you, when I hear you talk, who am I talking to? I feel like I'm kind of talking to a robot. Are you a real person or are you just someone who is putting on this facade as to someone you think you should be? If that makes sense. And RG3 was the same way, just without the success. I'm really surprised to hear you say that. Like, has your mind changed on him at all? Because I know that's something, too, is guys Mm -hmm. can present themselves one way. And then eventually they turn things around. Like A-Rod, I think, is kind of a good example. Like Mm -hmm. he's not nearly as hated as he used to be. But as a broadcaster, do you like RG3? Like it's crazy. I thought he was good at it. And now I'm hearing all this. I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. No, I think he is a much better (laughs) broadcaster. He seems a lot more natural and Mm -hmm. a lot more. He does seem more authentic in the booth. I think he does a really good job. But And I am definitely not the only one that feels this way. He was on the field this weekend at FedEx. They had a lot of former players, out of celebs at the game. Kevin Durant was there. Joel Embiid was there. Alex Ovechkin was there. Robert Griffin III was there. Champ Bailey was there. They just trotted out everyone. And RG3 came on the field with his two kids, smart. And it was kind of like, yeah, right. You don't want to boo with the kids out there. But there, it wasn't this universal, yeah, it was okay. Bobby three sticks. Welcome back, I guess. That's kind of the way it was. But it wasn't this. He is not wholly embraced and loved by people who have followed this franchise forever. He's just not. Well, that's why I asked. Because I feel like you have such a good gauge on the area. I do not. I am not in D.C. So that's something that I guess I didn't know that now I know. Uh, And I thank you for that. And here's my little piece on Russell Wilson. uh, Because I went to school with Russ. I went to NC State. He was mm-hmm. there. He played baseball with my husband. The person that he kind of presents himself as, that's how he was in college. So when people are like, man, he's corny. He acts like he's always doing the right thing all the time. That's how mm-hmm. he was in college. So like, I know that's not like the popular take these days. And yeah. I do think that fame has kind of changed him a little bit. It's hard not to change when you're you know, married to Sierra and you're this big superstar and you're making a mm-hmm. boatload of money. But Russell Wilson in college was somebody who would go to parties, would not drink, would leave the party early, and he always made amazing grades. So, like, he's always been this kind of, like, goody two-shoes, I Mm -hmm. guess is, like, the bad connotation to say it, but that's always been him. Maybe that's who he is. And, look, he's not a bad guy. I think there is a difference when you're talking about football personalities. There is a difference Mm -hmm. between saying, 
this guy doesn't seem authentic to me or I don't know how I feel about him and saying he's a bad person. So right. I would never say that Russell Wilson is a bad guy. I would say he's not necessarily someone who is likable and or or maybe not likable is the right word. It's just authentic. It's it's just real. And and when you're coming into a new situation like he was in Denver and he brings in his people and he has his own office, that certainly does not warm you up to everyone else when you're supposed to be like everyone else if you're a leader. And so it kind of speaks to that, right? What you're doing isn't bad. It's not evil. There's nothing wrong with it. But it really doesn't make me warm up to you. And I kind of don't get that. He just seems like kind of a robot to me. And again, not a bad person, but not someone who is inherently likable. You know, the opposite of that is, for example, there's still someone out there, Jalen Hurts. Even before Jalen became a stud, mm -hmm. signed that monster contract, wouldn't we listen to Jalen Hurts and be like, man, really like this guy. Seems really honest, easy to relate to, doesn't seem someone who's who's caught up in being in the NFL, knows he has to work hard. Some people just are drawn to some athletes more than others, and Russ, when he's not winning, is not someone I think people are drawn to. How much do you think charisma changes our opinion on athletes? Because it really has nothing mm -hmm. to do with how they play on the field. I think yeah. this is a really interesting conversation. I heard something somewhere where they did a study with doctors and they mm -hmm. had this like study where you would rate them on the charisma scale and then the doctors that ranked the the mm -hmm. least best i guess you would say on the charisma scale those are the doctors that got the most malpractice suits so it literally had a tangible correlation it seemed like to yeah. people didn't trust these doctors just because they weren't charismatic do you think that has a play in betting and in sports where people will not trust a quarterback as much if they're not charismatic? I think it's I think it's the other side, which is it's not necessarily you'll avoid guys you don't like, but you'll definitely bet on people you do like. You know what I mean? Exactly. If there's someone mm -hmm. you really like that you bet, like Max Scherzer is a guy I love. I love Max because I covered him here in D.C., won a title with the Nats, yada, yada, yada. He's been great. So not only is he a spectacular pitcher and a future Hall of Famer, but he's someone I'm just a fan. So whenever I see Max, I'm like, ooh, I'll put some money on Max because isn't it better when not only do you like a side or a total, whatever it is, and you get to cheer for someone that you really like at the same time? It's even better. It just enhances your experience. Imagine if you've got a player prop on your favorite team and he's your favorite player on the team. It's like, oh my God, I get to watch my team. I hope they win. And this is my guy. So maybe you fade guys you don't necessarily trust or don't like, but I think more than anything, it really is. If you like someone and they have that charismatic personality or there's something about them that draws you to them, you're more apt to put some money on them. And honestly, from a media perspective, you definitely get the benefit of the doubt if you're a nicer person to deal with. It's always been that way. Do you think this is why Colorado is the biggest liability <laughs> for the sports books right yeah. now? Talk about a great example of charisma. Isn't Deion Sanders like number one on this list probably in sports right now? Yes, absolutely. Who doesn't want to be a part of something that is so much fun? And I still am trying to remain skeptical just because Colorado really hasn't played anyone, but there is no question. He has turned around that program much more quickly than I anticipated. And you can say what you want about Dion, but when you talk about people being drawn to him, 
When he mm -hmm. speaks, what does everyone do? Everyone wants to hear what Dion has to say. That locker room wants to hear what he has to say. And now, what is the last? I woke up last weekend, and I was like, I got to turn on Colorado and Nebraska. That is a game I normally would not even think about. And here I am watching the Buffaloes play the Huskers. I would have never done that. That is the Dion factor. And so now that they become must-watch TV in college football, and you got Dion on the sidelines, and you got Michael Irvin, it's a celebrity every week, some former athlete, someone, Shannon Sharp, someone yelling right there on the sidelines with these guys. People want to be part of that and part of that excitement. This is where sports betting is tough because sports mm -hmm. betting is so numbers-based and so analytical, but there are things like charismatic head mm -hmm. coaches that can really change the calculus. Maybe it presents itself as a big advantage, but you look at Colorado and the way that that team has responded to Deion Sanders, is that when you throw the numbers out the window or are you still clinging to the numbers when it comes to Colorado? At some point, the number is the number and mm -hmm. Vegas will catch up. It always does. I guarantee you, yes, last week, everybody and their dog was on Colorado. Dogs were going up to the window. Like everybody was on Colorado and the books took a big hit. But at some point, the books will win big. There is no question. They will figure out the magic number and everyone will go once again. They will push all their chips in on the Buffaloes and then the book will cash. And it, this is not Dion specific. May, look, maybe Colorado surprises us and they become the team that covers. There's always a team or two that covers, you know, 90% of the time in college football, one or two teams. I don't think it's going to be the bus because the books are super aware. They're going to start inflating those numbers a little bit. Guaranteed. The books are, are not going to lose week in and week out in Colorado. I think where the books win is when people start putting their money on Colorado to win the national championship. Yes, like I have happen. faith in Colorado covering a number, but people are starting to get a little too out of the ordinary when it comes to their bets on Colorado. I will not be placing uh, my money on Dion to win a national title. I do think in the short term, they're a good play. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.